The Mix Room with Genelec. Very warm welcome to Headliner Radio. Today's podcast guest is Malachi Patterson, a musician, music producer and artistic director of the Music Works charity, which works with young people in challenging circumstances to help them reach their full potential in music. Malachi, welcome to the show, mate. How are you? Hi, Colby. Thank you for having me. I'm fine. Good, good. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be, to be chatting to you today. Um, how are things where you are and uh, where are you joining us from today? Yeah, all good. Yeah, things are very well on my end. Um, I'm in our Gloucester Hub, which is our hub studios. We have a recording facility here, a, a small capacity venue, um, and it's just kind of like our, yeah, uh, our workshop and activity space. Amazing. Cool. Yeah, they've uh, set up a nice little podcast station for you for, for today's call, yeah. which is nice as well. Um, yeah, yeah um, I guess uh, best place for us to start, Malachi, is if you tell us a little bit about your background, how you got started in, in the music world as a musician, um, and then a producer, and, and then an engineer. Um, I understand you didn't enter the the industry in the tr- most traditional of ways. Mm, yeah. yeah, I mean, as cliche as this may sound, you know, Music's always been in my household growing up. My mum always used to play it and everything like that. Um, but it was quite interesting. All the, all, even though music was always in my household, I always listened to music. When I went to school, it was just a completely different feel. So I didn't engage in music at school. It was a complete different language to me, I felt like. Um, and I just didn't, I didn't take music at school because of that. And I, it was a complete disparity to me. I didn't even see um, the similarities between it. I just didn't relate to it. Yeah. So therefore, I didn't even take it as kind of like GCSE or anything like that. Um, but then I continued making music at home. And that just, my passion in music, I just done everything independently and then just decided to kind of like buy a computer when I was really young and start doing music production. It was just the start of the time where you could start doing DIY music at home sort of thing. You just got affordable computers. So yeah. then that was my route in really. And I just started doing everything independently. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, like you say, although you didn't study music per se, it sounds like it was something that was always, always a passion of yours and something that you was always likely to end up doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cool. Cool. Um, what are you up to now? Are you still doing production and engineering? As it's oh, a good question. I feel like sometimes I should be. Um, I'm not <laughs> as much. Um, I do dabble into it. Sometimes I do executive production sometimes. So I may work with some artists and support and kind of like um, just um, helping with advice and guidance on mixes or production parts, arrangements or writing. Um, but because of the role I've gone into now, which is more strategic, which is more planning, which is more organizing, I've taken a step away from actually the creative process, which I do miss so much. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. But, you know, fingers in pies and all the rest of it, lots of stuff going on anyway. So it's hard to juggle all that stuff sometimes, isn't it? Um, now, I know you grew up in, in Gloucester, right? Which is yeah. which is where you are now. Um before we actually talk about the music works and and what it does um when you when you first started the the charity um what was kind of going on in in your local area at the time that influenced your decision to to do that um you know what kind of resources did you think the community was was in need of um or yeah. what kind of demand was there yeah yeah like any kind of like rural city and kind of like you know regional area didn't have much infrastructure for music and I grew up in quite a deprived area we didn't have much um there was a lot of lack of opportunities and support in the local area as well even 
you know, the creative industries wasn't we wasn't even exposed to. Um, and most of my opportunities that did come in music came outside of the city. Um, but, you know, the city is brimming with talent. So mm. when I was saying earlier around um, I bought my own computer, I just set up my own home studio. And then I started inviting friends around. And then, you know, it got to the point where it got really big. And my mum said, right, you've got to get out of the house now because you're inviting <laughs> too many people around to record. And I set up my own little kind of like community studio down the road and loads of people were coming through. And it really made me realize, hold on, like the place is amazing. So it's not the place that's the problem. It's just the infrastructure and what's yeah. around it and the lack of support. And at that time as well, um, you know, youth clubs are a really important part of my younger years, especially my friends as well. And that's where we really kind of like um, had an opportunity to kind of do DJ and music production trial things. Sure, yeah. And that alongside us doing it independently, you know, going out, making our own records, putting it on vinyl, doing our own events, we kind of grew our own culture. Yeah. So... It kind of was just, it was inevitable, I think, me just setting up the music works because actually it needed it, you know. Um, there needed to be more infrastructure, you know. Things I was doing as an independent, it was great, but it wasn't enough. Yeah. And there needed to be more. So, um, yeah, I suppose it was myself as a freelancer starting doing this. Well, I was just, a, when I first started, it was just like a volunteer in my time doing it and just giving back to the community and stuff. And as I got more into the industry, started to become a freelancer then I met other freelancers as well. And yeah. together, then we started to kind of like, that's where the music works come about and nice. we organised the organisation. Yeah, wicked, wicked. Um, and then I suppose um, if you could just tell us a little bit about the charity itself, um, what it does and, and what its overall aims are. Yeah, so the Music Works is a Gloucestershire-based charity that exists to transform young lives through music. We support all young people to access music by breaking down barriers and challenges that they might face to engage or make music. Um, you know, we do a, a high level of our work is specifically targeted at young people in challenging circumstances or those who are underrepresented. Mm -hmm. uh, we work in education and community set, uh, settings. So that could be schools, APSs, so alternative provision schools, youth centres, community set, centres, um, all through our outreach work. But then we also have our own central hub and studios across the county, which we deliver most of our work and signpost young people to as well. And then we work with young people from first access, you know, from those who never picked up an instrument before, right through to creative careers, working with varied partners like, you know, we work with the youth support service, social services, youth justice. And then we have kind of creative industry partners as well, like Genelec, you know, Warner yeah. Chapel Music yeah. as well. Um, and they support with our creative careers program. But all of our work is youth led, you know, from the point of a young person deciding what music they want to make through to, you know, what music activity and programs we should be delivering for them. And then that also includes young people sitting on our board, having influence over governance and, you know, have it sitting on our youth advisory groups as well. Um, so, yeah, it's really important kind of like that youth led model that we have as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I guess you've you've kind of already answered my next question, which was going to be what kind of key services and, and opportunities does the charity provide? Um kind of alluded to that already but yeah yeah and then so we also deliver kind of like yeah one-to-one -one and small group music mentoring sessions we have open access drop-in sessions for young people we do ad hoc music workshops and master classes and then again as i said we have our targeted programs where we do work with kind of like yeah youth justice nhs and then we have talent development programs working with industry professionals 
And then we have our events in Festival Strand, which give platform for young people to perform and also backstage role opportunities as well. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Um, general, kind of quite a, a bit of a loaded question, I guess, um, but quite an important one. Um, would you say having um, access to a career in music, you know, you've, you've spoke about how there was a bit of a, a lack of instru- infrastructure in the region anyway. Um, would you say having access to a career in music um, is generally more accessible for people from more supported, stable financial backgrounds? And, and how does that kind of permeate through the industry in terms of diversity, equal opportunities, or lack thereof? Yeah, it's very interesting. I was having this conversation today, actually, and I, I believe it all starts with education. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we work in quite a deprived area where a lot of families are from low socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, you know, the cost for an instrument or instrument hire is expensive, just something, you know, they can't afford. So even for young people that may want to get, um, you know, free music positions, provision it might just come through school they don't get to do it in their own time or anything like that so for them to develop and practice at home which they don't have the money for doesn't really exist so to continue their music practice from an early age is already a barrier yeah so for those young people it might you know they might even not think about having a career in music because it's stopped already at kind of an early age and then that also how that looks at kind of like in going into the industry you know when you're starting a career it's quite expensive yeah so you know if you're you know, if you've got the opportunity to go to university, which again, you know, if you're from kind of like a more deprived background um, or don't have the money or, you know, your family's never been to university, you might not think that's an option. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, you know, when you're starting your music career and you're thinking about, OK, I'm going to start going to a recording studio, that costs money. You know, if you're going to start putting out music, you know, you might need market, a bit of PR budget, marketing budget, yeah, that might yeah. cost money. You know, everything is just an expense. Um, and I was speaking to a publishing company the other day and they said, you know, they're out of advances, start at like 50K. And they said even that, it's quite kind of like they they see who they normally give contracts to. Mm. And it's more young people from kind of affluent or middle-class backgrounds because actually 50K over three years, when she split that against kind of like yeah, tax outgoing, you maybe manager, everything like that, you don't have much to kind of like live on, especially if you're in a place like London. Yeah. How can you afford kind of like, yeah, the cost of living crisis at the moment as well? It's just, you know, it's just, it's so hard to start getting in the industry if you don't have that financial backing behind you. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. It's safe to say that these are quite a few barriers of entry to the industry for for these kind of local communities that that aren't as, like you say, socioeconomically, um, uh, uh, you know, have those advantages. But um, uh, in in that respect, what was what was the first thing that you kind of set about doing when you when you created the charity? What was this kind of initial um thing that you wanted to address and and start taking action on you know what it was not as i said when i was a freelancer there were several other freelancers who actually came together who all had the same passion for creating opportunity for young people to access music so a lot of the foundation of the organization was already there yeah so that implementing something actually we all had that same passion what i think the first thing that uh, we, we brought in a CEO and the first thing that actually we had to implement was like raising the awareness of these opportunities because I think that was one of the problems. There was a lot of the services before that's come into kind of like the county. They haven't been able to connect to young people. It hasn't been relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that kind of like really clear youth-led approach where young people can come and they feel welcome, they feel it's a safe space. Um, and, you know, building a brand along with a clear vision, mission and purpose so young people know why they're coming, 
they know that they have the autonomy and everything like that, that actually that they can get involved with the organization and they can thrive in it as well was really important. So it was more about kind of like getting the organization vision right, the mission right, yeah. and building that brand for young people to kind of access us. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and, it, you know, working for, for a charity, especially one that you've, that you've created from the ground up, must be quite a satisfying prospect, um, especially when, you know, you're getting, um, you're seeing um you know um change happen um and and you're facilitating that um what's been to, to up to today has been the most kind of satisfying moment um for you to do with uh with your charity work that's such a difficult question <laughs> uh, i say that because like oh, oh i get satisfying moments all the time i can imagine you know? i can imagine uh, yeah like yeah. there's so many young people we work with that it's from small things you know from a young person not thinking they're musical, not wanting to pick up an instrument, you know, and just saying they love listening to music and just want to listen to kind of like a song on YouTube to seeing them jump on stage for the first time yeah. and share a song. But, you know, there, there's so many. But I think one important one for me was because from the the day I started working in the community with kind of my peers and everything that I do in music, I always wished there was a space that was welcoming, safe and had opportunities for young people to make and create music that was one of the yeah that was one of my main visions and the yeah. hub what we've created now is that space so it's something for me you know when i look on it it's the only kind of you know it's the only thing of its kind in the county and it's completely accessible you know um we have disabled musicians um user facilities as i said there's people who first access into music who may not even think they're musical get mm -hmm. an opportunity to use a space as well we have so much adaptive technology and it's just, just welcoming and open to everyone so for me that's kind of the closest to my heart in terms of kind of like yeah that satisfying moment for sure yeah that's fantastic man that's great and and i i would imagine you get a lot of nice feedback from uh from those involved as well about the positive impact that it's having um yeah, I mean, that in itself is a very satisfying thing, right? Yeah, definitely. I see, like, well, I speak to so many young people who just say, like, oh, yeah, this place is amazing and uh, how they've benefited from it so much. And all that feedback is great, but also just stepping back and actually seeing a shift in the culture, what's happening in the city, so, like, the music culture. So now, because we have a talent development programme, we're seeing a lot of those musicians now just coming together, collaborating, putting on their own events, putting on their own showcases, yeah. performing, supporting one another. You know, there's now young people thinking about doing artist management because there's so many artists around and they, they want to help them. And now they're looking into the music industry and be like, oh, I don't need to be a performer. I can be an artist manager, promoters, you know. It's just so interesting how they're building this infrastructure themselves and it's all guiding it. But it's all kind of like led by them, you know. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. Great. Fantastic, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the Music Bus, if you wouldn't mind, um, Malachi. Recently launched. Um, is it kind of like a mobile a mobile studio, right? Um, that I, I mean, it kind yeah. of speaks for itself. Yeah. Tell us. <laughs> tell us about where the idea came from. Yeah, it's uh, basically what you just said. Yeah, so mobile studio with state of the art um, equipment on, really. Um, and for us, you know, Gloucestershire is a very rural county. And it can be isolating in some areas and transport is not great at, all, great at all for young people. So we wanted to make sure we could reach all young people where they are in their communities so they can access music where also they feel safe mm. or maybe not be able to access otherwise because transport's a barrier. So having a music bus 
with kind of like, yeah, professional uh, recording studio on where you can just rock up to a local community where a young person can jump on kind of like, um, you know, music production software and start making music and recording. It's just incredible watching that, you know. How long has that been going for, Malachi? And and, and what kind of have you been getting around the county quite a bit? And, and, you know. Yeah. So the bus just launched last month or, yeah, probably like, yeah, about six weeks ago, actually. Um, so it's still quite fresh, still quite new. Yeah, and yeah. We're, ide- we're working with different partners and services to identify those areas who... I suppose, need the bus the most. So yeah. we're looking at certain deprived areas or certain isolated areas where the bus can go, where we can engage with those young people and then hopefully work with maybe kind of like different local services there so we can then actually signpost young people back to the hub. Yeah. So, you know, maybe the local youth support service can support young people then to access the hub so they can kind of like how um, continue their progression in making music, really. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. And and I guess, uh, again, speaks for itself, but what kind of uh, what kind of things uh, do, do students, I guess, I guess they're students, aren't they? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, what, what, what are they learning on the bus? I guess it's, um, you know, hands-on uh, production yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so everything from kind of like, yeah, recording, creating music, so music production, um, they get to do songwriting, learning arrangement. Um, you know, we have such a kind of like breadth of different music leaders as well. Yeah, yeah. We're always doing kind of like multi-genre things, so they might find themselves kind of like recording instruments to recording kind of rap vocals or singing. And it's always different, and we've got different setups for the bus as well. So like the bus has also a PA on it, so we can turn it to kind of like a performance van, so giving young people a platform to kind of perform. Um, also, you know, it can just be a standard recording studio as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, or just kind of like a studio just to create as well and, and produce music, so yeah. yeah. Amazing, amazing, man, yeah. Um, one of the sponsors of the of the charity, um, as you've already mentioned uh, briefly, Malachi is, is Genelec, um, and you've got their speakers at the hub. Uh, I don't know if you're you're in the room with them now, but um, uh, the music yeah. bus also features uh, the ones, which are their one of their newest um, monitor models. Um, from your previous experience um, in the industry, Malachi, were you, were you already aware of of Genelec and had, had you used them before? You know, I've always been aware of Genelec speakers being kind of like the industry standard, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But when I was a year, when when I was young, it was kind of like an aspirational speaker. You know, when you start out, it's not maybe the speaker you could get, but it's the speaker you would like. Yes, yes. So, you know, so for young people to actually have the access to these speakers now is incredible because they see these speakers in top end, high end studios, and now to like you know, them working in a professional environment where they can use those speakers yeah, is great. amazing. Amazing, man. Um, why did you choose uh, the ones uh, for the bus? Is it, you know, form factor yeah. and, yeah. Do you know what? The bus is actually a van, so it's not as big as, like, okay. a massive bus. We just call it the music bus. <laughs> yeah, um, but, um, I like that. Yeah, so it's not that large in size, really. So we didn't want huge speakers, yep. but we also wanted something which was quite power- powerful enough to kind of, like, sound great in a small space. And it, they have excellent kind of low end for the size and model, but really detailed kind of like mids and highs as well. Mm-hmm. So, it, the, you know, the, the the van itself doesn't need a sub or anything like that because the speakers are, they are, they just sound great for that whole kind of like frequency range. Yeah, really. yeah amazing. What a treat for those guys. Yeah, no. using it. yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, why is it, to, from your perspective, uh, Malachi, to what extent is it quite 
is it important for for students to be learning on um, top end professional equipment? I guess it, the obvious answer would be that it prepares them for for going into the to the professional world of music, right? Yeah, it gives them real life experience of yeah. using professional recording studio, you know, um, and. Already, you see a change when we opened. When we originally opened the studio, you know, we were getting a lot of feedback saying the young people know how to use the equipment. Will they value it? You know, will they? How will they treat it? They're not used to a space like this. But it's it's really interesting how the impact it's had on them with when they walk into a kind of like professional setting like this. And because they've been a lot of the young people have been part of the modelling of it because we're youth led, so they are involved in kind of like the shaping the herb, the design of it, and everything they have a kind of ownership of the space and they feel like now they're professionals, you know, they're walking in and taking the space serious. They're working more kind of actively around kind of like preparing their own music and they feel like they're valued because they're walking into a space which, you know, one of the studios could probably cost, you know, over 200 grand of all the equipment in it. So for them, they feel valued, you know, yeah. um, and also, you know, they can actually hear what they're doing instead of, you know, sometimes you can be in a room and you're getting lots of reverberation across different like walls and everything. So actually, actually hear what they're making as well is really important. So I think, yeah, all those kind of like areas for me is like the important key kind of factors of why 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 it's so useful. Yeah, absolutely. People. Absolutely, yeah. man. Um, what kind of feedback have you had um, from students already? I'm assuming it's good. And obviously coming from a bit of a biased perspective how do they sound um on on the in the van on the bus uh yeah. yeah no they are amazing honestly our rooms just sound incredible um when we first got the rooms kind of like acoustically treated and they bought the genelex in and they done all the tests on them we brought some young people in and just to hear the sound as well you know and just turned it up just so they could have that experience and they were just all blown away and like it's been great for us i mean we've brought in so many kind of like new people just because they've heard about the hub they've heard about the speaker system and they've just come to try it out and all the feedback has just been amazing and great and yeah it's just it's just great to have a high quality side as well you know absolutely absolutely like i said what a treat for for everyone yeah. using those rooms yeah amazing amazing well it's it's incredible work that you do malachi and, and it's been you. Uh, you know it's been super interesting to to hear about how it you know how it came together and and how it continues to do the great work that it does um what are your plans for the future um for the charity is there anything in the pipeline any initiatives that you're currently working on that you that you're allowed to talk about um that are uh, yeah that you're looking forward to there are some that i can't talk about at the moment uh, yeah that's fine there are, no 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 but it's fine <laughs> um we are kind of like building and broadening broadening our programs to reach more young people yep. um we work across the county but we are we are year by year on year we're reaching more young people um and we're developing our events and festival offerings so we have a festival at the moment that we run called king's jam festival that's really growing um and we're deli- yeah we're delivering much more events in the city as well um and then one thing you know we're really focusing on is building our industry contacts locally and nationally so you know the the partnership we've got with Genelec we've got partnership with Warner Chapel Music um and we're really trying to build more of those partnerships so we can create pathways for young people to enter the industry awesome awesome um i think that's a nice place for us to to wrap it up malachi but um like i said it's uh, it's been a pleasure chatting to you and and hearing about yeah. everything that that the music works does um and i'm sure there's going to be lots of uh, cool things to talk about in the future hopefully next time we uh, we catch up so um Brilliant. we'll uh, for the purposes of the podcast i'll say goodbye now and and all the best you've got you know with everything you've got going on at the moment and uh, yeah great
Thank you, Colby. It's been a pleasure, man. You take care. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Cheers. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.